Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. I just said all that and I was muted. Sorry about that, guys. Um, 
Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, episode number 127. Today's show is uh, dedicated to Yeovil Town captain Lee Collins, who tragically passed away this week. And uh, our thoughts, everyone at Ace Podcast Nation and uh, the Andy Campbell shows are with his friends, family and teammates at this uh, incredibly difficult time. And uh, yeah, it's dedicated to, to Lee. But um, Andy, was there anything you wanted to add to that, mate? Um, oh, just how incredibly sad it was when the, when the news uh, passed through. You know, I, 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 I don't I don't personally know Lee, um, but I know some very nice people at that football club, and um, and I pass my best wishes on from from everybody um, on the club. On it's just a sad time. So you know, I mean, there's, uh, I mm. thought twenty 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 was a bad year. Twenty twenty one is is just as bad, if not worse, as well. You know, so um, tragic, um, and uh, and I really hope. Uh, I really hope that things start to improve very, very soon because, uh, you know, what I mean, for various reasons, and um, and yeah, it's not um, it's not a place, uh, it's not a nice place to be sometimes. No, no, it's not, mate. Um, so yeah, guys, as usual, you can find this show and all our other shows at YouTube.com/slash/AcePodcastNation, uh, and the audio versions of all the usual podcast platforms, and of course, you can also. Uh, follow us on social media if you want to keep it football. Follow at AC Footy Show at uh, all social media platforms to streamline your experience. Links to everything's in the description below. Um, big thank you as always to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around to everything. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages and their website, the links to which are in the description below. Uh, and the closing credits at the end of the show. Uh, today's sponsor, as always, Bespoke Financial and Darren Ralston. Uh, Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial giving away a free will with £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, please check him out and give him a call. Don't miss out on what's an incredible offer. He's uh, looked after Andy for various years with a, a number of policies, including the critical illness and the injury cover. They are truly top of their field and they provide award-winning service we are proud to partner with such a top-class brand, and I really, genuinely encourage you to uh, check them out and give them a call. But uh, as usual, and as you just saw, I'm joined as ever by the fox in the box himself, David Jones's favourite son, ex-Cardiff and Borough striker, Mr. Andy Campbell. How goes it, my friend? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so looking forward to football coming back, and then uh, and then after today, I was I wish it was I wish it was tomorrow that the games were on because uh, today has been an absolute shocker. Um, for various reasons uh, in football, but uh, but listen, I think what we just spoke about there, and we're on about football, and we're on about football results. Nothing today, you know what I mean? Football, you know. I, I look at Yeovil game cancelled today against Altrincham, and, and I look at all the minute silences before the game, and players have stood there in minute silences. Some of them will have known Lee, some of them have played with Lee, some of them will know the family, some of them, some of them won't wanted to provide much choice in the matter. Um, and uh, and yeah, it'll be been such a strange day for some some of those players having to play today this afternoon at three three pm and uh, win lose or draw doesn't matter you know what I mean it's just a game yeah. you know what I mean regardless how we say it how, how we say it is and and how passionate we are and how much and whinge but life's life's more important than football spot on mate absolutely spot on it's um it's one of them it took take the way I like you know I don't I'm not gonna lie like up until. A few days ago, I didn't really know who Lee Collins was. I didn't come across him. But what I am kind of 
knocked the wind out of my sails a lot because I'm just so fed up, for lack of a term, better term, of, of just constantly seems to be this stream of people dying um, for various reasons over the last couple of years, whether it's people you know personally or people who you used to know or people who've helped you earlier in your life or current life or footballers. And it's just, it's hard, mate, isn't it? When it's, um, it's just, almost like a constant thing which you know yeah. is, I get, and it's I, part I, of life but and I think it, it I it think easier. yeah well yeah no it, well I totally agree you know what I mean it's part of life but it doesn't make it any easier and uh, what comes with it is is bad memories from you know what I mean that um, you know we, we, we dedicated uh, Chris Barker and um, Lee used to play for Forest Green and Forest Green put something out and I, and I you know what I mean I feel for, for those kind of lads because they've They've been through it a year ago and they're going through it again. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's it's following. You know, and, and and I know. You know what I mean? The families are involved, and I'm just I feel sorry for so many people. And it's it's just such a strange, strange and awful time for for various people. People are knowing. I know people who, who were good friends with him. I spoke to him a couple of days ago. So you know, I mean, they're absolutely devastated, and um, and they turn to me for help. And like I'd always say to people that you know what I mean. If you want to talk to me? Just. Uh, Crying on someone's shoulder, so to speak. You know what I mean. My mm-hmm. my messages are always open because um, you know what I mean. It hit me hard losing losing Chris um, and other people, and 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 you know what I mean. It doesn't get any easier. And I had to speak to people about it. You know, I spoke to you about it. I spoke to other it, it it softens the blow a little bit and and makes it easier to talk. You know what I mean. It's it's, it's it does make it a little bit easier. It never goes away. You know what I mean. But it's um, it does make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um... Earlier on today, I was listening to, uh, dare I say, another podcast, but I was listening to a friend of the channel, Phil Brown, who's a football journalist, uh, Beyond the Pitch is his uh, podcast. Um, And he's come on my channel before, spoke openly about his things like mental health, um, his wife passed away and things like that. And um, like he's a very big proponent of things like mental health and stuff like that. And he spoke, uh, I believe, a gentleman called Claude from Arsenal Fan TV uh, recently passed away. Um, I'm not sure of these circumstances, so I don't want to sort of speculate on that or anything, but I know that he passed away. And um, Phil talked for the first 15 minutes of his podcast about his own, you know, issues and mental health. And he talked about Claude and like um, you could hear the emotion in his voice. Um, And I don't necessarily think it was because he knew Claude really, really well, but it was purely because it brings back all those those memories and those difficulties. And you said something. But the story, the, the story beyond that, though, Sorry, the story behind that mm-hmm. was I don't know if you seen seen the tweet what came out a year ago. Um, and Claude did a tw- did, did an interview on Arsenal TV, and his mm-hmm. statement was, "If football, if I don't have football, I don't have a life." You know what I mean? So football is 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 very important for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And and it's heartbreaking that so many people haven't been able to. I wouldn't say go and, and have this kind of, you know what I mean, you probably can't do Arsenal TV because of what's going on, you know what I mean, because you can't be in the same room with somebody, so it becomes difficult, you can't even live a, a half normal life, you know what I mean, and if you don't mm-hmm. have a family, you don't have a, you don't have friends who, who you can't see, then and you, and you live on your own, I feel sorry for so many people, for so many so many reasons, and you know what I mean, I, I've, I've just in one breath said that football's not important, but it, it is for some people, you know what I mean. But I'm on about I'm on about results. I'm on about results. Yeah, some people see football as their life, you know what I mean. Where football's a job for people. Mm-hmm. It's a job, you know what I mean. It pays bills, 
Um, for fans, it's more than a more than a job. It's 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 passion. It's it's life. But results when results happen and you lose, and you look at what's just happened, puts things into perspective. So sorry to button by the way. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say you said just now like um, about when you were you were sort of struggling a little bit after Chris died that like you spoke to me, which you did, and you spoke to you know some other people as well. Like it doesn't always like we say a lot. Like you know, if you're struggling, reach out, send us a message or whatever. It doesn't always have to be a a, a medical professional of such. It can just be, and sometimes it doesn't have to always be talking about what it is that you're struggling with. It can be as simple as picking up the phone, speaking to your mate, speaking to whoever, and just chatting about <laughs> football or ch- chatting about whatever it may be. And then they might say something, and you pick up on it, or they say something and you think, oh, and you look at things a different way. Or that might be the thing which thinks, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go and speak to a doctor. It can be anything. But that first step of speaking to someone and just being, I don't know why it's like, it's like socializing, but without socializing, because if you're struggling, the last thing you do want to do is socialize. But sometimes picking up a phone can be the difference between feeling like crap for the rest of the day and hours and hours and maybe feeling a little bit better and it just puts up your mood or changes the way changes the trajectory i can't say the word changes the uh, the way the rest yeah the way the rest of the day goes um and it's you know it's little things like that but uh, as you said you my dms are always open you can always people can always message me i'll always try to you know i'll always reply even if it takes me a couple of days um i will always do that but um let's move on to football mate it's um it's just uh Look, internationals, mate, are ruining my season. They um, don't they get me started. All the wind out of my sails for the excitement of the coming to the end of the championship, the the Premier League top four, anything which I was remotely excited for a week ago or two weeks ago, I'm now like. <sighs> and then, of course, it, it takes. Mm. Look, look, I like and right. Sorry, I was just going to say as well. We're in this weird position. Um, with this championship show, the championship games were on today, but um, you can't talk about the can't talk about the championship really, other than the results and maybe the odd game because we haven't seen the highlights of the various games, which it puts oh. us in a bit of a weird position. Like, and yeah. you know, we will ask Besides, uh, questions uh, and stuff going like on, that. Going on, um, I, I I find it really disrespectful. I'll be honest that. Um, these footballers, and I'll use one example because I, I know he played today, uh, and I know he's played three games this week. Um, Pookie for Norwich City, he played three, games and then was expected to play today on Friday, and he played on Wednesday. Yeah. I think that's absolutely, and he has to travel Andrew, from a different country to. It's absolutely disgraceful, so disrespectful to these f- professional athletes and footballers. Premier League get an extra day, some might get an extra day on top of an extra day. I just think it's absolutely outrageous, you know what I mean? And Good Friday has always been a football day. So FIFA, UEFA, should have been involved in the conversations and, and either either cut a game down and only played two and Saturday was the last game so the players have a week's rest or five days' rest because it's not a full week. Or, why don't we just got to play Saturday Monday? Uh, yes, the players will get less rest. But I think players would probably prefer less rest but an extra day before before a big game because, let's be honest... Some of the international games were friendlies. Some of the national games were, were dead rubber games, which were you know, non-starters from the beginning, results uh, in their favour or against them. Um, where the championship is a 
is a league guts and thunder. Um, it's a hundred percent effort. You know what I mean? And, and it's 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 non-stop. And I, I looked at quite a lot of games today and looked at a lot of squads who away. Nottingham Forest didn't have a lot of players away. Look at the result today. Um, Bournemouth didn't have a lot of lot of game lot of players away. Look at the result today. Middlesbrough didn't play their players who've been away for for the for the correct reasons in my opinion. You know what I mean? I'm not a people are questioning why I didn't the international play for example because they've just been away playing a, a tough game. How can you play two games in two in three days? It's impossible for a professional athlete to do that. I don't care what people say. They get paid too much. They, they probably do get paid too much, but. Two games in three days, and then another game on Monday—it's just outrageous to, to expect yeah, a player. Especially when, especially when there was no need to play three international games in the last two weeks, they could have played two, and then and then only had like a week's international break. It's weird. Sorry to interrupt. Like change the so I just wanted to address them, and a couple of people said that they're blocked off my Facebook, um, so they can't send me messages. The Ace Podcast Nation page is open for anyone to send a message to. Um, my Facebook, my personal Facebook page is the only social media page which I've got on Instagram, Twitter and everything, which I keep private. My Twitter is open to everyone. You can DM us at Cy1927. Also, the Ace Podcast Nation Instagram and Twitter pages. But my Facebook page, I don't really add people because I get like a lot of requests. I think at the moment I'm going on about 10 requests a day from various people and then um, I just I keep that private for whatever reason, but um, yeah, no one's blocked. I don't think I've blocked. I think I've blocked one person in my life, um, and that was no one who's in the chat or anything. But anyway, um, yeah, my problem, mate, is like Pookie is a it's a weird one, isn't it, mate? Because I just like, use it as, a, as an example because he was he's probably the high, most high-profile player. Should his international manager have not played him on Wednesday, or then from the international point of view, hang on, why should we why should we be the ones to rest him? Why shouldn't Norwich rest but there's was, uh, Someone's uh, got to look after him, haven't there they? Were, uh, there were uh, there were three World Cup qualifiers, and then Norwich are going for the title to get back in the Premier League. Norwich pays wages. It's such a it's such a grey area, and they're both they're both right. You know what I mean? So I just think I just think UEFA could have could have been listen, two games is ample. You know what I mean? Do, did we need three games? Did we need to do we need to cram three games in, into seven days? I, I just I just found it a little bit. A little bit ludicrous, you know. We I mean? play the game the day before, so that it gives them an extra day's rest before this game. It's, today's game, uh, and they've got another game by the way on Monday. Couldn't we have played Saturday and Tuesday instead? Does it? I know, get that it's a bank holiday and it's tradition. We could have. We could have. It's just tradition, isn't it? Though, because people are off, and if people were going to football, it would have been. It's always a. It's always a full house. They could have done it because because of the position we're in. They could have knocked him back to Tuesday because of COVID. So it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have had a had an influence. So the FA then could have changed it. I'm not blaming anybody. I'll blame the FA for for like, plenty of things, but this probably isn't their fault for once. Yeah, spot on, mate. I um, Leslie says here. Uh, he said if you had Jim Platt on now, he would tell Andy different regarding playing three games. But some Reese made a good point as well just now. He said people say about um, the money and and the amount of footballers get paid, but also what you've got to remember is one bad injury and their career is over. So it's do you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's it's two sides to it. Like, over as well, by the way. So, yeah. Look, I'd imagine one and Pookie would feel if he had been not saying he was forced to play for Norwich today. But who's at some point someone's got to look after the player. Like, did Norwich rest him? Should his country have rested him in the midweek? Someone's got to look after him. Yeah. Well, I'm just. But, gonna, I'm going to get. I'm going to. I'm going to get this. Refusing to do it. 
I'm going to get this information out then on, on Pookie. So Pookie today played for Norwich City. And uh, Craig said he didn't play very bad either. Well, a couple of chances. Um, so 24th, so 24th, 28th, 31st, and the second, and today, and Monday, he'll play. So that's not three games in a week, by the way. That's five games in eight days. That is absolutely outrageous. Just forget about three games a week. Three games, three games a week. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing at three games a week because I always, I'm always used to playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. I've got no issue in that whatsoever because in the, in between each game is two days rest. In between the other games is three days rest. So I'm not no issue. You know what I mean? When you've got games Saturday, a Friday, Monday as well, it's 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 asking a lot for players. Yeah, I just think there's no need for it. Like that's that's the thing for me. They could have literally cut out the friendly and just played the two competitive games. Made the international break shorter, giving the players yeah. a couple of days extra rest, and like, well, would that have lost like a lot? Um, Don, your question about the FA Cup, we'll come back to at the end of the towards the end of the show. Um, go on, sorry, mate. They're trying to cram, they're trying to cram in to make games up. You know what I mean? They're trying to free time at the end of the season because because they've got the Euros. It, 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 it is what it is. If they've got to knock things back, they've got to knock things back. If they've got to. They've got to knock the teams out who were in the 150th in the world world ranking. Throw them out of competition. Some of the games were pointless anyway, Sai. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't get it. Keep the, keep the games competitive. Get the, best, get, get the best teams in the world competing. And then we can enjoy a, a real a real interesting World Cup. Yeah, 100%. Gavin says Trent Alexander-Arnold got injured in a friendly for nothing, really. And he said he was angry as a Liverpool fan. And that's it, isn't it? Like... You're coming into the most important part of the season and clubs could lose big players. Um, mm. And for me today, I felt like, from what I saw, and I, only, I flicked through for a bit and then I, I wasn't really watching, but like the championship games which I saw, there was a lot of tired players, a lot of players not playing yeah, the way they have for the last three months. Um, you know, Making Cardiff, mistakes. from what I saw today, were absolutely dreadful. I thought... I thought um... I thought Forrest was sharper. Um, I thought they defended fantastically, fantastically well. But you, their players weren't away on international duty like like the card, like the majority of Cardiff players were. You know what I mean? And it's not just the games; it's the training as well. It's constant. It's potentially double work on things while they're while they're there. Reese David Evans asked uh, asked a great question there. He said, uh, um, "Andy, can you tell us what it's like to be tied before a game? Um, is it your legs that go, or is it just body aches?" Listen, there's games where I've known to play and I've turned up physically, mentally tired and, and you, you worry about your warm-up. You're not writing your warm-up, you play the game and you just you focus on that 60, 70 minutes and you see people warming up and you're just thinking, oh, is that me? Is it me? Is, it, is my time up? Is it an opportunity for me to come off? I'll give everything I've got. And, or, and it's, it's, it's just so tiring. You know what I mean? Your, your legs go, your body goes, you make mistakes. People think you're a bad player. People think you don't care. And it's just so not true. You know what I mean? It's just when you're tired, you're tired. You know what I mean? And then, and then injuries come up. You know what I mean? You, you can get cramp. You can get little strains. And game on Monday, then that Monday's gone. You know what I mean? So you can, you can wipe Monday out straight away because it's at least five to five days to get over a strain. So, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I feel sorry for players who, who picked up a little dead leg or a niggle today, which which will keep them out Mondays. Um, uh, so whose uh, responsibility you know I mean? is it to look after those players? People like Harry Wilson people like Pookie, people like Kiefer Moore, people who've played 
you know, internationals a couple of days ago and then playing again today. Whose responsibility is it to rest those players? Is it the clubs or is it the should the international managers be using a bit of common sense? Um, if if international sides have three games and they're all competitive games, then I believe you've got to play your best players. That's simple. You know what I mean? If, you, if, you're, if your country's playing three competitive games in a World Cup qualifier, for me, you want to play your best side. Against Mexico, um, I don't know the team. I don't know if, uh, if, if Harry played, if Kiefer played. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Please, somebody tell me if, if they did. Did they need to play? No. Should they have played? No. Didn't need to play. And they could have saved them if they were in the plans for the two competitive games. Just, just, so just plan ahead. So. Yeah. So... Um, I just think it's a mess so where, and, it, and it needs to be unravelled a little bit. I'll just read this side out and you'll see how many championship players played in the Wales team, just as an example, against Mexico in a meaningless friendly. Um, so you had Hennessy in goal, Gunter, Cabanga and Norrington yep. Davis, defence, Johnny Williams, yep, Dylan, yep. Dylan Levitt, uh, Smith, Tom yep. Lawrence, uh, Tyler Roberts, yep. Rabi Matondo and Kiefer Moore. So there's a good handful of championship players. The Swansea defenders in there. Who's yeah, Chris Swansea, playing for now? Cardiff. He's in the championship. He's he's he's, he's, he's in our league one. He's in league one. So he's he's, oh, he's, he's, he's still playing today. He's league one. So he's he's still he's still playing today. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah. So it's the same um, thing. Yeah. Although Craig did just say Kiefer Moore didn't play much, too much in the competitive games, but yeah, in the other two which games, which is fine. But which is but then, yeah. Yeah, well, but if, if you if you know that's going to happen, but you don't know that's going to happen because let's say Keith Moore scored a hat trick against Mexico, then he's got to play the next game, and then he's got a hat trick again, he's got to play again. And it, for mm. me, why have the friendly? Why do you need a game? Yeah, it's you, ridiculous. Isn't it? It's frustrating. I, I'm not. On, I'm not on about who played. Why do you need that game? What have you learned? What did you learn against Mexico? I, I, what, Republic of Ireland played against Qatar on Tuesday night, I believe. They drew one-one against Qatar. What on earth? What did you need? Why did you need to play guitar? You know, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Ridiculous that is, mate. Just I don't know where that was played. Stupidity. Donna guitar play again. I find out where it was now. Um, Donna just said, "Did you apparently? Uh, did you hear? Apparently, Lee Tomlin's injured himself again by standing on someone's ankle in the warm up. If that's the case, look. I hope that's not true. I've, that's not I've true. said um, numerous times that I believe Lee, Lee Tomlin's one of the best." number 10s to play in a championship ever when he's fully fit and motivated and everything. But like, I hate saying this, but at some point, if he keeps, if that is true and he keeps getting injured and coming back and getting injured, at some point, Cardiff are going to have to make a difficult decision about whether they can, they need to look elsewhere for a number 10 who can challenge Harry Wilson regularly. But look, I love Lee Tomlin. He's one of my favourite players. And I would say this about any player. If you've got someone who keeps getting injured, eventually you've got a decision to make. If you want if you want to compete, if Cardiff are happy to just, you know, maybe make the playoffs or just miss out every season, then maybe you don't have a decision to make. But if they want to genuinely get back in the Premier League, then they do. I think you've got a decision to make now. I think the decision is quite simple now. Um, I think if you want it, Lee Tomlin and you want him flying, for me, wipe the season out. Give him the rest that he needs to re to recover properly, and I mean leave it so he, so you know I mean to not risk him back. You're rushing him back for the playoffs potentially. That's what that's what looks that sounds like to me. They're trying to get him back, uh, putting pressure, putting strain on his body. For me, wipe the season out. Give him the rest. Build him up in the summer. 
build his fitness up. So when it comes to pre-season, he's fit and flying, ready to go. Um, so he can well, start look at the shape he was in fully fit, last year. Fully fit and fledging. That's what he did when he was yeah, um, when uh, for Warnock's last season, wasn't it? I think um, yeah. he came into to uh, pre-season and he was in the best shape of his career. He, he looked phenomenal. He was mentally ready. Um, just I was just having a look where that Island Qatar game was played. Didn't say when I didn't say. Yeah, if I can't if see it. Normally, normally it would say it would be. Oh, like, it was played in Ireland in the Aviva, Aviva Stadium. That's Irish. Uh, the oh, Irish Stadium, Stadium. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, even, there's that. even worse. Um, even worse. Leslie says, "Look at Sombolonga. He's gone and gone to the end of season. Gone end of season for free." Um, I had heard that. So that's um, how much did Middlesbrough well, pay for him? He's out of contract at the end of the season. No one's, no one knows he has gone. Yeah, I just, I, I, I can't see the club offering him another contract. He cost ten point five million pound. Jesus, for uh, ten point five million pound. They only signed it. When was that? Four, when did they sign him? Four years ago. They signed him. Oh, four years ago. He's been there about four years now. Yeah, mm. they haven't got the money's worth, by the way. So you know, I mean, that turns mm. what? What's that? Two point seven five million pound. Hardly any goals. That's it's poor. It's a, it's a, it's a poor, poor return. For the football club, flipping heck, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Donna yeah. says she uh, said, she walked out with four Lee Tomlin shirts this year. She cursed us. She cursed her. <laughs> <either. laughs> uh, class, tickle me that. That's that's cheering me up. Put me in a good mood. Indeed, indeed. Feel so for Donna now. Reese says, "Look at the, look at our club side. We had Jazz Richards injured for a few seasons. Then the, then there was a given a new contract. Played two or three games. Then was released." Cardiff have got form for that, um, and for in recent times they've made some weird releases uh, over the last couple of years. But we're not going to get too much into that. Uh, Garen Cole says, if we want to get back to the Premiership, Premiership or Premier League, we've got to change our complete midfield as it's atrocious. Volks and Rolls are too similar. Pack is our best passer, but he well past his best. Look. <sighs> I don't know. Like I'm a massive fan of both Volks and Rawls, but they are quite similar. However, I haven't always been the biggest fan of Pack, but he's picked up since probably the last six months. I think it's fair to say he's been a lot better. But technically, he's supposed to be the holder, isn't he, of the three? And you, well, to be honest, you when want uh, your best uh, Joel's been fired the... on the left. He did a great job against Swansea. We spoke how 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 well he played for me he, behind probably Morrison. He was the best player stand out for form for me. Um, today, Vaux and Pack, they do the jobs that nobody else wants to do, you know what I mean? But when they get the ball, it's about others making things happen. You know what I mean? We're talking about two players here who are in a, in a position to do a job. You know what I mean? Mm. They're not going to score you goals. Vaux does score you goals, by the way. He, he does get you some, some stunning goals he has this season. Um, Pack doesn't get you goals. Pack does a job, he thinks, but yeah. he, he does his job. Is a question for you, I guess. Is um, have is the re do Cardiff have to make a decision on Lee Tomlin now or at the end of this season because they're really reliant on Harry Wilson to be their creative spark? He's on loan for a start, and I don't think Cardiff are going to pay that money for him because I think Liverpool want a good 10 12 million for him at least. I think I don't know, but. I, do you see what I mean? If they don't pay for Harry Wilson or Harry Wilson decides he wants to play somewhere else, 
Cardiff are stuck with, not stuck with Lee Tomlin, but they, they've got a player who's the only real creative spark in their side who can't get fit at the moment. Hmm. They've got no other options. Yeah. Um, That's a problem. Yeah, li- no doubt. Yeah, of course. No, no, I, I agree. You know what I mean? But obviously, they've let, they've let Grassville go uh, on loan. Will uh, will they return and, and will he come back? Will they, will they play two up top? Will they go? Will they play? Will they play wide? Because they haven't really played as they did in previous years with, with success. I mean, obviously, Murphy one side, Mendes Lang the other. Um, are they going to go back to, to playing wide? Obviously, Ojo will go back as well from his, from his mm-hmm. loan spell. Will Johnny Williams play wide? Will he play as a 10? Um, you know what I mean? Junior side today side and looked at the subs. You know what I mean? Junior Hoyle didn't get on. Um, Josh Murphy came on. Um, Ojo came on. You know what I mean? We had a lot of creativity and a lot of talent who can get wide, a lot of pace, put crosses in the box on the bench. Um, worked. But every game's different. And the, the, the managers sometimes who, um, who change things up, you know what I mean? Obviously, there's players who've been away. Um, obviously, what was on the bench. He didn't get on, you know. What I mean, is he a, is he the answer? Will he score goals? He hasn't really been given an opportunity. Harris came well in, in at the start of his Cardiff career uh, when he first came in, but hasn't scored regular goals. Um, they've got some good young players in the twenty three scoring a lot of goals. By the way, there's some uh, some some excellent talent in there scoring goals. Um, is it is it going to be a young player come? Have got the, have they got the money to go and splash the cash again? You know, what I mean, they bought a big signing this year in Kiefer Moore. Are they going to be able to go and spend the money again? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I I completely agree. It'd be um, it's going to be interesting. Reese says we uh, Cardiff never replaced Gunnison, and it shows. I think that's a fair shout. Uh, Rob Boyle says if I was to f- uh, call in sick every other week to work, I'd get sacked. I think whilst it's easy to say that, it is difficult. Football's different because you're picking up injuries in work, so it's not as simple as being injured or ill and then not going to work is if you get injured in work constantly, it's kind of, I think different than it. It's a professional sport. Well, but, um, uh, uh, this, this is a thing side for me. If you, if you, if you turn up to work, cause football's on the football pitch on a Saturday at 3 PM and I don't feel very well, but I still play and I, I give my best, but it's not good enough. Then I get somebody having a go at me, i.e. my manager. Yeah. But also, I get 35,000 fans having a go at me as well. Yeah. If I'm out having a bad day, I can get through a day. I won't have anybody having a go at me. And I certainly won't have 35,000 people having a go at me as well. So, I think, you know what I mean? You take the good with the bad. Um, and I think you yeah, probably just swallow it a little bit because it's, uh, it's a great profession. But I don't think I've ever gone into where I've been 100% fit. You know what I mean? I've gone into a game where I've maybe... Stub my toe the day before. I've woke up with a headache. I've got a sore shoulder because I've laid on it the night before. Or, you know what I mean? Or I've had an operation six weeks ago and it's still not 100% right, but it's about eight million. Or, you know, I went into the playoff final. I was probably about 60% fit, 70% fit. Nowhere near 100. But there was mm. no way in the world I was missing I was missing occasions like that. No way. And there was players the same, same bit with the, Willie Boland. Played 46 games that year in the league, plus two playoff semi-finals. FA Cup girl players are going into the games like that, not 100%. Tired, they're stressed, they're worried, there's, there's things going on. It's it's a hot day. You know what I mean? There's, there's various implications for everything, but they just give, the, give their all. Give what they can. Indeed. A couple of questions for you, mate. Uh, first of all, we'll go with uh, Martin. says, uh, can Andy talk us through the picture this week, which was on social media, of the England under-21s under 
and any memory of the build-up to and the game? Uh, yeah, I can. Of course, uh, it was. Uh, it came to my attention. Uh, Facebook, I think, with it was one of my memories, and it was um, 21 years ago or something. This was it Wednesday or Thursday, and listen, it was one of my one of my all time career highlights. I remember um, I played against Sheffield Wednesday on the Saturday uh, for Middlesbrough, just scored in the Premier League, and then Steve Gibson pulled me up uh, into Steve's office and uh, told me that I was being selected for the England under 21s in the World Cup, in the in the European Championship qualifier in Barcelona. Um, in the one-off game against uh, Yugoslavia. Um, obviously, met them the next day. team obviously speaks for itself. Rio Ferdinand, Stevie G, Frank Lampard, Emil Heskey, Richard Wright, Kieran Dyer, Seth Johnson, Lee Hendry, Jamie Carragher, um, Gareth Barry, Hello and then team, me. <laughs> which, uh, team. <laughs> um, you know, I, I found out I was playing the day before, which is absolutely fantastic. I, I was playing with so much confidence at the time in Middlesbrough. Um, I deserve to be there. I deserve to play. Um, and I took my chance. I scored the first goal um, against a, a very strong Yugoslavia side who, who had um, Stanford, Lazio. They had some other good players at the time. And, and it was a great game. Obviously, we had Emil on the show, didn't we? And and and, and um, Adrian Beverton, who said that that was uh, the game that they remember, they remember the most in their career because of the racial abuse that Emil took that game. And mm. um, But for me, personal experience as a player, uh, loved it. And uh, and obviously the caps behind me um, are things that nobody can ever take away, and the memories, which is just superb, it's uh, it's fantastic. One thing I probably do regret is standing on the end in that photo. If I was just one in, I might because I'm still in the end. But no, love that love that photo, and uh, it's going to be something which uh, which will always stay with me for for the rest of my life. Uh, Neil Campbell, don't know who that is. He says, um, "Who's the best they're player?" To, they're yourself? together, by the way. They're together. They? That's what they did. Who's the who's the best player yourself or your brother? Both had England caps. He hasn't got an England cap, unless he's stolen a mine. <laughs> he's he's uh, living in dreamland. He's obviously having a couple of drinks tonight. So I hope, I hope you have a good night. Those things um, there speak for themselves. Yeah, there we go. And Reese says, um, Andy, have you ever played through the pain? If so, what's it like? Does the adrenaline get you through or do you rely on injections? And uh, what are the injections like? Um, a final um, and the semi-final. But luckily enough, in the semi-final, in the second leg, I was, I was, I was sober and I didn't get on. But in the warm-up, I was, I was in real pain. And uh, the final, I was, it was uncomfortable. Um, but the worst pain I've ever felt in a football match was... Um, was at the Achilles uh, probably about a week before. I uh, didn't train all week because what I'll do as a manager at the time, we, have to, we had to win to stay up. Uh, and the gaffer decided, uh, along with me and the medical staff, that I, I was going to have an injection, a cortisone injection in my Achilles to get me through the game, during the game, because that's when my Achilles ruptured. I didn't realise the, the extent of the damage I did previously. but So the injection really hurt because it went in a, in a place which, uh, if anybody ever gets it done, just say no. Um, obviously, in, the, in your Achilles tendon, which is obviously near your heel. Uh, and then really? I played in the game, and it was uh, during the game. I, I was struggling on the night, on the morning, the night before, the morning of the game. Played the game, and about twenty minutes in, that was it. Game over. I was I was in hospital by five o'clock at night, having an emergency operation to save my football career. Playing because it, it was the right thing to do at the time. 
but yeah, it really, it really hurt. The operation was was a success at the time, and but I was in pot for six months, which was 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 awful time for for me personally as a footballer and mentally tough. Uh, but it's part and parcel. It was just one of those freak accidents, really. Brutal, mate. So we're going to do a tell me why and two tell me why's in a minute. But um, Rob Boyle says, uh, on the back of that, Andy, can you uh, have a word with Gavin as he didn't rate Gareth Barry? And then a few other people chipped in and said the same. Gareth, consistent for me. I think he was uh, very underrated. Um, I came across Gareth when he was 16. He made his Aston Villa debut uh, and he played at fullback. Uh, sweet left foot. Uh, he was he was very good, very strong. He dictated games, you know what I mean? I think he's a he's a Premier League record holder for Lee or something. He's, um, yeah, he's an appearance holder, isn't he? For a Premier yeah, League he, appearance holder. And if you if you watch if you watch England play, I know obviously you, you don't watch England players like as 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 close as I do. But when England played, and you had all these stars, the Stevie G's, the Frank Lampards, England ticked when Gareth Barry played because he had that he had that left foot balance. You know what I mean? So he played on the well, left side. England wasted him exactly. and Michael Carrick. They wasted the because I believe I've always said Michael Carrick and Gareth Barry would have been the key to getting the best that were the likes of Gerard Scholes, Lampard. But they, for some reason, they did fancy Gareth Barry a bit more towards the end of his career. But they, Michael Carrick, I think, has got something like 25 caps for England. But he should, I think, I'm not sure if that's the right figure. But whatever he's got, he should have at least another 30 or 40. But he also battled against against probably the the best of the best golden generation. It's like, I put him on par with the Zabbies and Iniestas, you know what I mean? If you were coming coming across in Spain at that time with, with those kind of players in midfield, you, you're struggling to get caps because you, the ball, you know what I mean? For me, it was just bad timing, but for, I, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was neat and tidy. I thought he, he, he give you he give you everything he had. He was he was quality on the ball. Um, if, he, if he had pace, he would have been phenomenal. Okay, um, Leslie's asking this question. He, he's got he's like a dog with a bone with this. He says John Stones is crap. He said, and he brushes it under the rug. He said that's his opinion. What do you think of John Stones, Andy? John Stones had a great season for Man City. John Stones made. Uh, I, I I I can't hide behind. He made a he made a shocking error against a poor side, and they scored. But he made well, up this for week. It. He, set, he set the winner up. Yeah, Did against he? against Poland. Uh, yeah, he, okay. he he made a shocking error, but but the other two games, I thought he was, I thought he played, he was excellent, absolutely fantastic against Albania. Um, he set the goal up for Harry Maguire's Harry Maguire's winner. People don't mention that. He's been phenomenal for Man City, probably one of the best, if not the best, Premier League defender this season. So yeah. you can't for Harry Maguire, overall. Obviously. You've got to you've got to judge them this season and at the, yeah. if, if on current form. Take this mistake he's out the way. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So he's been he's been the best. And if anybody doubts that, then the facts speak for themselves. Uh, Leslie says he wouldn't do it against the top team, but he's been doing it against top teams week in week out all season for Man City. So exactly. I'm not a massive fan of him, well, but I think what he's done this season, not so much about related to his form, but what I think he's done <clears throat> this season is the last two seasons he's taken a lot of criticism. Because he hasn't been up to the standards he set in his early and his younger career. What he's done is gone away, trained hard in pre-season, a short pre-season as well, by the way, and come in this season and got his head down and done the oh, right he's had a, things. He's had a point to prove. He's, 
he's had he's had he's had a point he's had a point to prove saying you know what I mean all you can do is all he can do is 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 dominate the opponent he's playing against the other day he took his eye off the ball he made a mistake in a week I don't know if it's midweek this week or next week they play um Borussia Dortmund so you play against Haaland don't get any better than that so let's let's judge him on that and if he if he shuts him out for two games or he he, 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 he then surely he's a good player yeah, I think so, mate. Um, there was uh, something else I was going to ask you. Oh, your brother said he got uh, he played twice for England B, I think it was, and he said he scored he scored a goal in both. He didn't mention that. He didn't mention that, did he, on the show? He did. He I, did. I'd have to go through the whole thing, but I don't think he mentioned it. Um, he also says, did you have the chance to play for Scotland? Um, I, I did. I had, um, I, had, I had contact to play for Scotland. Um, conversations. But once I'd... Um, once I've made a decision, I, I, listen, you know how passionate I am about my country and I, I thought I was good enough to play for England. Um, but at the time when when I realised that um, I played for England, England under-21s, obviously rules were different than they are now. Um, and obviously when I realised I'm behind Emil Heskey, Michael Owen, just just those two were, was it was enough for 10, 20 players who were ahead of me as well at the time. So I was uh, I was fighting a losing battle, so to speak. Spot on, mate. I, um, I don't know. So, Kay Charles asks a phenomenal question, um, and I really like this question. He says, do you think Phil Jones's career is basically over when he does leave United? He's getting a hundred grand a week plus sponsorship, and he hasn't played a game of football for about three and a half years, you know, other than the odd half here and there. I, 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 like, um, I just don't know what they're doing. Do I don't know what he's doing, staying there. Don't know what they're doing, keeping him. It's but I think, I think the answer, uh, I think, so one of the answers to your questions there was what's he doing staying there is no one else is going to give him the kind of contract that he's getting at that club so he's he's going to stay there as long as possible he will get another club he'll get a very good contract out of it uh, clubs like Newcastle United for example who will be desperate for a centre half uh, of his calibre you know what I mean I'm not saying they're going to pay him 100 grand a week but he, he, he will come they close to he that he won't be short of, short of cash will he mate let's be honest no, so you know what I mean. So it's and listen, sir, that's why that's why you get players. That's why you, that's why you get players who retire at 30, 31, 32, because they think, well, they don't need the money anymore. So it's it's an easy decision to retire um, and just go and do something new, or just or go into the media. You know what I mean? Or, or do something different. It's 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 very easy. He is twenty nine years old. He's been at Man United now for ten years. In those 10 years, he's only made 165 appearances. So someone who's far better at maths than me will divide that up of what the average is per season. But I would say he's made a lot of money, millions and millions of pounds. If it was me, I wouldn't be happy with it. I would have left probably two seasons ago because the last three managers haven't fancied him when he was fit. Fergie thought he was going to be the next... uh, Big thing, didn't he? he? Thought he was going to be the best defender in Europe when he was younger, but but si, on, on, on that though, if you, that potential if he if he leaves two years ago, if he loses, if he if he leaves two years ago, that's two point two point four million pounds he loses. He's not stupid, yeah, but he's uh, yeah, but I, 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 I understand that, mate, and I do, and that's a lot of money to to me to you, but like he's not going to sign for someone else at in. 16 grand a year or whatever you know what the money which a lot of people live on to feed their families he's going to be going on at, at the very 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 least he would get that per week 
But he'll he'll go and do that as well. So he, he's the one who he's the one who wins, doesn't he? Really, you know what I mean? So he doesn't he doesn't really lose out. Uh, one thing I want to pick on and not pick on, by the way, pick up. Um, Leslie yeah. Leslie put there. I will judge and I will be back. Right when John Stones keeps Haaland out in the first leg, I'll be back and I'll get. And I guarantee you, Leslie, no, you will not come on the. You will not be on the chat then, will you? So let's see. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. So if Man if Man City go through because they they don't let many goals in, if if he doesn't make a mistake and he plays well, then he's done his job. You know what I mean? He's prone to a mistake, mate, isn't he? It's uh, it'll be it's gonna be a yeah, fascinating he's had, he's had, battle. He's had, he's had one. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be a, it is gonna be a fascinating battle. Right, tell me why. 60 seconds to answer these two questions, Med. Switching it up a bit this week because of uh, the internationals. But let's do tell me why, because I've got two two really good uh, questions. One of them coincides with what we were just talking about as well. Okay, so the first question, mate, is uh, Eddie Howe is in talks with Celtic. I would like you to tell me why he is a good fit and why he isn't a good fit in 60 seconds. The 60 seconds starts now. I'll try and do half and a good fit. Eddie, I was a good fit for Celtic because I think he'll get them play a different way. I think he'll he'll get them playing an attractive way of attacking football. Uh, I think he'll bring in some nice, neat football. He'll get him passing the ball, moving the ball, attacking in numbers. Um, he'll bring a freshness. He'll bring some, um, and I think he'll bring some exciting stuff with him as well, um, and which will bring new signings. You know what I mean? I, I'm not sure if they've got the money, which will which will help with that. But then what comes with Eddie Howe at the minute is he hasn't had a great time currently or previously. They've been relegated, so he'll be potentially lacking a bit of confidence. He's he's got that losing mentality. He's going into a club with a losing mentality. You know what I mean? Because they've had a poor season. They haven't got the results and things to catching Rangers that they should have done. So um, there's pros and cons. But for me, the pros out with Eddie Howe will be a success in Celtic because I'm not sure if Stevie G will say. So it'll be a good battle Time's if does Eddie Howe versus Stevie G. Time's up. I think uh, a good fit for Celtic would be Frank Lampard. Um, yeah, possibly. I think I agree yeah. with what Gavin says there, and, I, and what you said a little bit. I, I believe that Eddie Howe is too good for Celtic, and my worry, if I was Eddie Howe, is Celtic is a rebuilding job. Um, for me, I think he'd be better off going somewhere in the Premier League and doing a good job there. But you know, you know I just he, don't know where they'll sign for me. I just don't, you know what I mean? Because let's say let's say the Newcastle job comes up, for example. You know what I mean? Fifty-two thousand fans each. Way, but job, it's a though, poison chalice because it's a tough job, you know. That mm. um, it, it, Spurs job is that going to come up? Are you waiting for a job to come up? Yes. How yeah, long, how long do you wait? So, um, I just before I do the second question, I just wanted to make note of Ga- uh, Garrett's point. He says uh, one of Phil Jones's problems, apart from his injuries, is that he's really versatile and he can play in so many different positions. The managers all, all, often get it, sometimes get it wrong. And they don't play him in his best position. And that there is probably something to that. He's played centre back, he's played right back, left back. I think he played up front once. You know, he's played everywhere. And I think sometimes that can then be a problem. Be then, like, he should be sub then. He should be sub and coming on every would, week. Yeah. So, so that's it, he's not, 
know what I mean? So I, I, I'd, I'd swallow that if that was true. You know what I mean? I do believe... Like Phil Neville was on the bench every week, wasn't he? Yeah, and he came on. He came on right back one week, centre midfield the next, right... The other side, he was, he was Mr. Versatile. And that's what Phil Jones is. But for me, if you've got, the, if you've got a versatile player... Surely he's your first person on the bench because you can. You don't need. Doesn't matter who you have for everyone else. Good chat. Mine says John John Terry for Celtic. I'd love to see John Terry or, or Frank Lampard. You might just Martin see. might know. Martin might know, and if he doesn't know, he's kept that quiet. Because I'd love to see uh, Gerard and Lampard really get into it in like an old firm derby. I think it would be real good. Like. Um, Thing. Oh, your brother just asked me a question. He's on uh, one, isn't he? Uh, there we go. He's on one. He's, he's, he's on said, one. Uh, what would you do in Phil Jones's position? Um, I think it depends. Then it? it depends what's an offer. Like, I think someone would sign him, even if it was a top championship club. And if I'm getting fifty grand a week more, like fifty grand a week or up, then I'm, you know, I can probably live with the wage cut if he's fit. If he's not fit and he knows he's never, never going to be, if he's got some sort of injury, which is like reoccurring and he knows that he's never going to play 30 games a season, then I would see out my contract with United. And by the way, I think United gave him an extension because they don't want him to go for a free. So he, I do, I fully understand him staying there, but it just I seems also, like such a waste of talent. I also, I also see it from a, pers- a personal point. He's playing for Man United. Does it get any? Yeah. Does it get any bigger than that? You want to? You want to do? You want to do that for as long as possible because anything else. He's not playing, is, though, is he? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Some listen. There's players who, who without without playing many games, and you know what I mean. You, 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 a job you, for West Ham or something like that. You know. Probably not. You know what I mean? Because of the way the way the West Ham fit, play. You know enough. what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, think I don't he, think his uh, ability is in question. Like in terms of, he's a Premier League footballer. I believe he's good enough to be a Premier League defender. I just it just depends. It just depends who you, who, you, who you play. With. It just depends who you play with, don't you? You know what I mean? Because because uh, listen, we're having this debate now about John Stones. You know what I mean? John Stones has a partner like Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire goes and attacks the ball. It, it leaves John to play on the ball. We do have two players who play on the ball and don't attack the ball. Then one of them's doing a job that they don't want to do. So it's it's about that partnership and. You know what I mean? You've got to find the right partner. That's why centre forwards have, have good partners together. That's why full backs and wingers have good partners together. That's why centre midfielders work well together. So find that right partner. And that's why we, we say, who's the best player you've played with? Oh, I ended up, yeah. I love playing with this person because Partnerships. He, 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 made me look, he made me look. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's all it is. You know what I mean? I don't think Man United have ever found a partnership with United this at the is. back since Bidditch. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely, by the way, mate. Uh, just looking at this question from Matthew Angel, this is a belter of a question. I really like it. He says, wouldn't Phil, uh, Phil Jones' agent be on to him to, you know, to get a move because the agent's going to get more money if Phil Jones goes and moves to X, Y, or Z, isn't it? Potentially not, no, because uh, Phil... Well, do, they get a, do, do agents get a percentage of the player's wage? Like per week or Phil whatever. Jones will if if Phil Jones signs a new contract, he'll get a percentage of the hundred grand a week. That's going to be more than down the road at fifty grand a week. Hmm. So how does it work? So, does, do, do, do they play? Do they pay like the agent like a yearly fee, or do they just give them a bit of the weekly wage? Different clubs work different ways, but an agent, um, the fee of their contract, a percentage of their contract. 
Yeah, Leslie just said he sent you a video of John Stones versus Poland. Um, he's taken this analysis to another level. Right, tell me why. The second question is, uh, Pep Guardiola has said today or the last couple of days that Man, Man City cannot afford to replace Sergio Aguero. Uh, and my question is, if Man City can't afford to get a Haaland or likewise, how on earth is anyone else going to? And has COVID killed the money train of football at the top level? I hope not, because uh, I won't be to see Wales. I watched uh, I watched that uh, that interview today uh, from Pep. It was a, it was a live one today, and uh, I don't believe a word he said. I'll be honest. Uh, um, yeah. That that they're not going to sign a new a new centre forward. I don't believe him. Um, he said that they, they've tried this season with a false nine. They've played different players up there. They're going to try different things during the rest of the season, which is fantastic. But I think they'll get a they'll, they'll sign a player it might, uh, because of the figures are getting uh, branded about ridiculous. You know what I mean? It won't be a Lewandowski because the figures are ridiculous. But I believe they'll bring somebody in, and whoever they bring in, it'll, 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 it'll suit the way that the way that they play. For me, I'd go and push the ball out a little bit for a Harry Kane because I think the way that the way that somebody to hold the ball up with the runners they've got left, right and centre, it would be perfect for Harry to play in that position. Yeah. I, I um, that's uh, 10 seconds to go. I'll let you off there. The, um, I saw something, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, and this is why I think this interview came out, um, which said that Man City were favourites for Haaland and they were going to pay him something like 600 grand a week. Um, yeah. And, a, you know, 150 million or whatever fee. And I was like, that's why that interview's come out. Because... When yeah. that comes well, out, listen, it, it just means like clubs like PSG and, and Madrid and all the other clubs who are talking to Haaland's agent, they're just going to up their bid straight away. And it just drives mm. everything up for, the, for, for Dortmund and for the agent and for the player. He's going to go for mega money. And rightly so. He's so young and he's got an incredible mm. record. But for me, like if man's, I, I don't know, I, I saw today Aguero might go to Chelsea as well. Which I think would be a really shrewd signing by them. I can't see him staying in England. To be honest, I'll be I'll be very surprised. He's, apparently, he very said surprised. he wants to. Really? I'm sure, I saw that today. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that. Must, must be the weather. Him. Must be the weather. Yeah, well, Manchester weather's uh, quite renowned for it. Now. Um, mm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see what sort of money's flying about because you've got a few clubs like um, like United. In this weird position where they've got to, if they give Solskjaer three players, world class players, and give him the money for him and sign him, and then that's it, the ball's in his court then because they've backed him at the moment. He's got this excuse that they haven't really backed him, they've bought like these players who could be good in a couple of years if he develops them. Like it's interesting, and I think if Liverpool go and you know, they're not going to have another season like they've had this season where they've been rubbish. And um, then you've got, you know, Spurs. You never know what they're going to do. Arsenal are happy with trying to get in the top four. But Chelsea now, if they backed Frank Lampard the way they did, they've now got one of Europe's most highly rated managers in there. Why wouldn't they back him? So if Chelsea are going to be rejuvenated with a top-class manager, like clubs like United, Liverpool, they have to spend in the summer. And Man, like Man City are going to win the league anyway. Liverpool and Man United, I believe, have to spend big this summer and sign, not just spend money for the sake of it, they've got to sign two or three top-class players who can slot in mm. and go. I'm, ju 
I'm just worried. I'll be honest. I'm not sure there's, there's there's that much finance available to sign that many players. You know what I mean? Unless they unless they sell that money internally. You know what I mean? I look at I look at Aguero. We just spoke about now. I believe he'll go over to America. Um, the, for me, the MLS. I'm not sure which team will he go to into Miami to fill to fill Neville's side because because David Beckham's there. Um, they're obviously signing a couple of English players. I believe Kieran Gibbs is signed for the, for the at the end of the season. So. You know, what I mean, people are making moves over there, uh, so it could be a uh, it could be an interesting one. But I believe he's for me, he's earned the right. Someone like Aguero has earned the right to go and enjoy his football in a different country and 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 have a life outside of football. Um, uh, I'll be honest, I I can't see any Premier League side spending that much money on that many players in this in this in the in the summer window because I just don't think there's going to be that much available. I think the following year, I think they will. I think they will, but. Um, I'm not sure uh, if that for me will still be in the job because he's done a great job this year. What I'm um, sorry, mate, you, you cut out a bit then for me. Um, so I just missed the end of what you said. The um, <clears throat> yeah, transfer window is going to be fascinating, mate, in you know, all these different angles the championship, which clubs are going to have money. Ultimately, I think if it comes down to it and United needed to find money. They can, like they have the money. The Glazers just don't like spending it on football. They prefer to have all these sponsorship deals and say we're the biggest club in the world or we're the richest club in the world. But like they don't want to spend it on footballers. They're happy to get top four and that be it. They don't want to push That's... the boat out and get a Jaden Sancho or they didn't want to push the boat out for oh. Jordan, uh, Jude Bellingham and all these different people that would have made a difference to their squad. I'd sell. I'd they sell. Want to get them cheap. I'd... I'd sell. I'd sell to get. I'd sell to here. I'm right. I'd sell Pogba. I'd sell. I'd sell Pogba. Yeah. And then I'd. I'd and and, and, and as a manager, best part of two hundred million straight away, though, mate. And is. then and, and 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 on on top of that, I'd say to the to the to the owners and chairman that I'd be willing to sacrifice these two players if they back me to sign someone older at the same price. You know what I mean? So if they put hundred million in, sell those two, so we could spend the money and just and just players and just and just move it together because they've got a goalkeeper to. To take his place, in my opinion, I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I think he's one of the best pro- backup goalkeepers. He progressed along. He progressed on. Um, I think uh, I think selling Pogba wouldn't be a disaster. And they've got enough players, even if they Jesse Lingard back into the frame. You know what I mean? They've got enough players. So for me, they've got, they'd, and they'd reinvest it. You know what I mean? They could go and get two players for fifty million pound each. Mm. But what they need to do is they need players who are there who can make a difference at the top level they need players at the bruno fernandez level not at the like dan james level where they're trying to build him up over a three or four years yeah. so they can yeah, then but, sell him on yeah, but what did what did fernandez cost was he 36 or something yeah yeah you oh it's doable they quibbled over agent fees for harland and they quibbled over a couple of million for jude bellingham and, and Jaden sancho and all these mm. like when they've missed out on those three players, it's not because they didn't want to pay like astronomical fees. It's that they were trying to get it. They wanted Dortmund to drop their prices so that Ed Woodward can come out and say, oh, we signed Jaden Sancho for 15 million less than what Dortmund had publicly said they want instead of just going in there and paying it, getting the player in. But and, like, and that's why, like, for me, Solskjaer's always got a surprise, uh, always got an excuse at the moment because they haven't given him the players he's asked for. 
And when you've got that, it's always like it's an excuse, and I don't like that. I like if you want, if the easy manager back him or sack him. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. But for me, you've got listen. I agree. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fascinating. I think there's a couple of players who need to make decisions. A few managers who need to make decisions on players. Um, a few clubs who uh, who I think have gone a little bit who've not spent in previous years. Um, and. Uh, and obviously, people come come to the end of contracts as well. So you know, I mean, there's, there's I just said there, Aguero, Aguero, Aguero's a free transfer. So where will he end up? It'd be interesting. It'd be very interesting, mate. Right to finish off, um, people can ask us questions. Donna asked a question earlier on, which I said I was going to save. It's about the FA Cup, and I'm just hoping it hasn't got off my screen now. Um, it's right at the top. But uh, yeah, guys. 10, 15 minutes now. We'll answer questions. Bit of a different show this week even than what we planned. We haven't stuck to anything we planned either, but it's fine. We just had a chat and uh, we'll be back to the, the championship and the hustle and bustle of that next week. Um, just looking at the results from a championship, mate, today, a few disappointing ones for us personally. Anything else sort of stand out for you results-wise? Uh, um, Watford stood out. Uh, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a, uh, a, another, another win, another little bit closer to, to Norwich. Uh, obviously, Norwich letting a, a last-minute goal in. Uh, Barnsley and Red a little bit later. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good result or a bad result for each for each side because uh, it doesn't do it doesn't do either any good. I think probably no. the the standout standout result for me today was Bournemouth. I think um, I think obviously they needed to win to get in the playoffs. So I thought they were fantastic. They were far better than Middlesbrough. The play the big players stood up today um, and got them closer to that. Playoff players, they're in the playoffs until Reading got that point. Uh, but now they've got a game in hand. What they've got seven games left. Um, it's going to be fascinating. There's going to be some turns. Obviously, Swansea are playing tonight against uh, against Birmingham. They need to win to close the gap uh, on Watford and Norwich because obviously Norwich slipped up. But um, it'd be interested if they can do it. I still can't see the top two falling apart. I still think that for me they're set in stone and the and playoffs. You know what I mean? I know we spoke about that before, but for me, the four in the playoffs, Swansea will be in there, Brentford will be in there, Bournemouth will be in there, and one other. Mm. And I don't know. So it's going to be fascinating. Like, Don, I've lost Donna's question because um, it's gone off my screen because we've had so many comments. But um, it was basically, she has just reminded me. Basically, it said um, the 4,000 fans that are going to be at the FA Cup semi final, I think this was the gist of it. They all have to come from the Wembley postcode area. I think that's right, Donna. Yep. If it's not, then yep. yeah, is it? correct me, but it I think is. that's the question. That's ludicrous, mate. That is so it's pointless. ridiculous. It's, well, who was in that semi-final, remind me? Uh, Watford. Was it Watford against Southampton? Yeah, I don't think there's many Southampton fans living in the Wembley area, is there? Like, you could argue that there Southampton might be some Watford fans. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is Watford. Definitely Southampton. I've seen it the other day, but like, for me, if you're letting four thousand fans in, then Leicester, Leicester, Southampton. If you're letting four thousand fans in, then for me, then let give it thousand school kids who want who don't get an opportunity to go and watch a game of football and, and let, let, let them in for a year. Yeah. yeah, so let yeah. Them, you know, what I mean, they've had no education for a year. Let them go to let them go with the teachers. One teacher or two teachers can look after the, the class, let them go and enjoy a game of football, can believe before. Some might have never been to a game of football before. Let them go and enjoy it. Because if, if they're letting 
Joe Public in and they're letting, and, and they're selling tickets to make make a little bit of money. Forget about that. You know what I mean? They're letting four four thousand people in to test and to see if it's safe. Let some kids in. They, um, so you're saying they should just let them go with the teachers? Do you mean teachers from the Middlesbrough area as well? Like just teachers from the Middlesbrough <laughs> yeah, area? Just, yeah, like go? north, yeah, like northeast. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some kids who love to go. Uh, but now, listen, for me, it's it's about give people an opportunity who've who've had a you know what I mean. I'll give it to the NHS. Get let let nurses go. Let the nurses go. I'm happy for listen. I'm not. I, I just think. I just think. Could give it to the NHS too many they could. They could. They've done it before with other with in other countries. So four thousand of them. If they're if they're not on shift that that Saturday or Sunday, whatever time it is, then they're, they're, there's a free ticket. Hundred percent. Uh, Cade says, um, "Have you got any stories on Gustavo Lombardi at Borough and uh, why he never played?" And uh, another Marinelli flop. I think that says. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, Gustavo was uh, it was it was technically just very good, very like probably too good for what we had at the time. And uh, and uh, I'll go on about Carlos in a minute, but uh, Lombardi was a footballer, and I think he came at the wrong time and uh, played some reserve games. Didn't really fit in. Didn't really suit the way that we played. It was more long ball and getting frustrated and. Probably says so no, no, no. Interesting story. He's just he used to just fling his arms in the air like like the like the South America. Be a, a lot of arm flailing and and mm. and ex, expletives coming out the mouth, which was uh, quite funny. Uh, but uh, but for me, you know, Carlos Marinelli, I, I've never come across anybody technically in my football career who was who was better than him. He was he was you know what I mean. He was he was touted to be the new Messi, um, and I'd never seen Messi at the time. And obviously when he was a uh, when he was a young player, like the the new Maradona, um, and some of the things that he used to do with the football he used to just make you just just stand there, just gobsmacked, mouth open, jaw hitting the floor because he didn't really settle into England in Middlesbrough, um, and then uh, ended wanted up. I think he went over to Italy or went over to Spain, and then ended up going back home and playing for Boca Juniors. And, uh, but such a talented player, just uh, just yeah, just it's just it's probably too quick, too soon, maybe. Yeah, uh, Reese says, um, Andy, do you still suffer from any injuries now when you're playing? Um, I suffer, I don't know if it's old age, but I suffer um, recovery. Uh, listen, anybody else that if people play five aside or play 11 aside, um, it probably takes me till about Wednesday or Thursday to recover. Um, I'm back playing football tomorrow actually, uh, for the over 40, so that should be uh, fun ish, I think. Um, so I'll I'll tell you on Monday it won't be great, uh, but I, I th- more I, I know how to manage my body now, which I didn't when I was younger. If that makes sense, I've, I've got I know how to manage myself going up to a game. I know how to manage myself when I'm going for a run. I've got to drink tons of water. I've got to manage my own body. I don't, um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's strange, isn't it? You know, I I, I spent the whole football yeah. career drinking drinking alcohol, and then I retire and I don't drink. So it's like. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm doing things the wrong way around, yeah. But I think I think when you get older, you, you become healthier. I can't handle like hangovers anymore when you've got kids and stuff. different lifestyle. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, okay, what we got else? Let's have a look. Some nice comments. Um, and a big thank you again to David Giles, by the way, who joined us on Monday. Um, I filmed yeah, an episode my, my story with uh, David yesterday. Um, so I booked we booked it in for seven, and then um, he came on. Um, on Zoom, and um, 
he said, oh, have you got, uh, you know, got a chance for a quick chat before we start? And uh, me and David sat there for 45 minutes talking. And um, then we did the show about his career and stuff. But he was, when I say like he was so happy with how the show went, I couldn't do it justice. He was so complimentary, complimentary about um, the show, myself, Andy particularly, and um, and all you guys as well who watched and asked questions. He um, he really enjoyed it. He was really impressed. So um, did he work? Say, did he work Zoom? Did he work Zoom better? No, he got his son to do it. <laughs> um, but um, he's uh, yeah, he's just a lovely guy, and um, I will definitely be keeping in touch with David. He was such a yeah, such a gentleman, fun. and um, lovely. Like fun. I can't like some. He gave me some advice and stuff yesterday about different things. He also said that me and you should have a Cardiff show on uh, BBC Wales because they need a fresh, younger outlook. Is his words? So uh, you know, if that's what you guys think, tell BBC Wales. But um. Yeah, I just thought that was a nice thing for him to say. And yeah, you know, and listen, it, it, we, we worked, we've we worked extremely hard to get where we are. Um, you know, what I mean, there's been, uh, been some, some, sometimes there's been some fallouts. There's been some massive highs. We've had some amazing shows. Um, we've had some funny shows. Um, we've had some frustrating ones. Um, with obviously the the joys of technology and Wi-Fi, etc. Um, you know, I mean, people might not know, might not, not, might not, you know, I mean, the times that I think I went about three months where I couldn't hear a word what was being said on any show. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there was, the, the, the connection was just so bad at my end. So every time when it, when it came on, it didn't come on all the time and it, on my end because I'd catch a, a snippet of a conversation and I would have to second guess what someone's just said. Or so people must, must think sometimes that. I'm just winging it or, or, or guessing it, but you know, what I mean, everything seems to have sorted out. I don't know if it was the, if it was the the the, the 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 social media company or whatever it was sorted out now, which is great. But we've had some we've had some amazing amazing times on the show and uh, and and some great guests coming on. You know, obviously, I I told you the the next five guests which have which have booked to come on, and some are absolutely well, no, sorry, all of them are absolutely out of this world. You know, we've got uh, Neil Bishop played over seven hundred games in his career. Um, played against Juventus, um, scored against Man City. So he's got a great story to tell. Um, obviously, he's transitioned out of football as well. He's just came out of uh, football recently. Uh, I'm not sure what his plans on the boots back on, but mm-hmm. um, but it'll be uh, be really interesting. Really looking forward to uh, to talking to him tomorrow because he's a he's a northeast northeast lad, uh, Middlesbrough lad, born and bred, but obviously moved away straight away as a young as a younger lad to go and uh, to go and excel in football and. To uh, to dig in deep into his career. Sorry, mate. I was uh, just chuckling along to myself with a couple of these questions, and I'm not going to shy away from them. Um, <laughs> so Rob Boyle says that we haven't even started the Kevin McNaughton show, which is on straight after this. So join us. But uh, Rob says, obviously, you can't name names, but um, have you had a guest and you've thought, what a so and so, what a dick. Um, uh- no, right. So, from my point of view, uh, there's not one guest we've had on here where I've thought, "What a dick." There's been one guest which I didn't really enjoy and wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But that's nothing to do with them, and more to do with how I had imagined it going. Hmm. Apart from that, that that's it, really. I'd I, say I th- I, I, everyone I, I else think, has been I, amazing. I think we've been very selective on on. 
on uh, on on who we have on. Um, Couple been, we haven't. There's been people on with our mid because we didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, there's yeah there's demanding money, uh, which is not happening. You know what I mean? That we don't take a penny from it. Uh, so why should uh, why should we pay out of our own pocket to get people on? I think it should be a uh, yeah, like Neil. Um, uh, I, I just think it is what it is. We 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 work. We've absolutely worked our socks off to uh, get it where it is. So I don't see why uh, other people wouldn't want to jump on board and tell their story and and give something back to football fans and and things. And basically, that's all we do. You know what I mean? It's 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 fantastic. Love it. Indeed, um, it'd be easy said Neil. Uh, I couldn't, couldn't say everyone's yeah. A few people saying saying Neil. Garen says he wants your dad on. Um, Donna says oh, they've all been really nice. And I gotta say, everybody has seemed really nice. Um, Reese has said there was only one guest he wasn't a fan of, and he said he came across as a bit boring. But um, that's no way to talk about Andy. I gotta say, it's really rude. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, on every week, <laughs> but um. Uh, Reese says, I do wonder if you did end up moving to something like BBC, would it still be the same format for us fans to ask questions and chat along? So, or like it's like it's nothing which is happening, like it's just something which came up in conversation. The only thing I could see us doing on something like BBC Wales, say, is like a Cardiff City show, which was a phone in or something like that. So, you'd, you'd still get those questions and you'd chat to people. Obviously, it wouldn't be in vid video format and stuff like that. Um, but like I've said to Andy before, the big uh, sort of stopping thing in, in any of these conversations with anyone would be if they asked us to stop doing podcasts. Like, they'd have to pay us quite big to stop us doing. So, like, if they wanted the Andy Campbell football show, just that, but then they said you can't do the championship show on a Friday. For me, that's a bit of a a stumbling block. So I don't know. It is what it is. It's all hypothetical, mate, isn't it? Oh, listen, there's uh, I, th this is something that, that I wanted to do uh, when you asked me to do it. I'm, I'm going. We're going back. Well, we're going back when we first when we first started. I can't remember how long it was. It's, it's been a, been a while. Um, uh, and uh, for me. I, it's helped my confidence. It's helped me um, understand social media a little bit, a little bit better um, instead of using it for the for the bad. I think um, interacting with people, uh, having a conversation with people. I think it's I think it's great, and I think it's great for the interaction part. You know what I mean? That you can uh, that you can have a have a conversation. Um, I'm even starting to uh, contemplate doing one of those uh, those daft things what Kev does on Instagram about uh, and stuff. Obviously, did a live on Facebook, and I don't mind. You know what I mean? I, uh, about interacting with people and, and, and doing things on a certain way, but it's just more 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 to get the more to get the show out, the show out there a little bit more into to various people and to and to increase the um, the news for people to watch. I think the the guests over the next five weeks are going to certainly help that. You know, what I mean, Mondays is is great, and the feedback we've got so far from people who uh, who've known Neil all his life and support his throughout his career. You know, what I mean, straight away in Notts County. Supporters groups and Mansfield and all the teams that he's played. So I'm uh, I'm expecting some uh, some different viewers, some really good questions uh, on Monday. But the ones coming up, um, a really good, really good, uh, really good guests with great stories. One in particular, I'm not going to give the game away. One in particular played uh, is played at the top level 
Um, he's played in a high-profile game and he's had a, a, a very... Um, but what a wonderful life. He's got a great story to tell, so I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued for that one. Yeah, and um, when I get my backside in gear and launch the Patreon, I'm going to do stuff like pre-shows as well. So, like, half-hour like pre-shows before the shows. and There's lots of different stuff, um, including uh, we're getting closer to a date for the for the live show shall we say but still can't do anything concrete because of covid and stuff but uh, we're getting there we're nearly at the point where we can actually talk to each other about it rather than just in text i think mate isn't it yeah yeah we're getting there aren't we it's just it's just it, it's um, just making the light and, and to happen it's uh, you know what i mean there's all these plans that we that we want to do um you know I mean, the live show i think will be uh, will be a cork it's just it's just getting the um, getting the getting the right format of how to do it, getting the right people there because if it's if it's it's got to be it's got to be right for everybody because we want as many people there as we can. It's got to be it's got to be yeah. it's got to be done proper. Indeed, mate. It's going to be interesting. What I will say to finish us off, mate, is around um, November will be the 500th episode of Ace Podcast Nation. It'll also be my 40th birthday, so you know. Just saying, just saying. Now that's got nothing to do with the previous conversation. It's just that they happen to follow it, um, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, always enjoy these Friday night shows, and in some ways, as much as I love talking championship, I like these uh, these free for alls as well, where we can interact with you guys a bit more, and we can have a chat. And um, I hope you've all enjoyed it. All I will say now is uh, I'm gonna go and have a cup of coffee, and then. Join Super Kev for one hour of Kev and Scripted. It's going to be good. We haven't done it for a few weeks. We're going to chat about any and everything. It's going to be fun. Join us and uh, have a bit of a giggle to finish off the evening. But most of all, thank you to everyone. And I'd, I'd like to say a special thank you to Neil Neil Campbell and Martin Spate for their inc- just phenomenal questions throughout the show. Getting involved. <laughs> and I'm sure they're totally not drinking as we speak now and having a couple of beers but uh Andy, a pleasure as always mate I, I love it mate yeah look yeah and i will uh yeah, we'll catch you monday for a, a, a an amazing show with, be a uh, blockbuster. yeah indeed yeah and uh oh new keeping it real tomorrow is i've already recorded that and sunday another episode of my story which is a really personal one for me because it's with one of my oldest friends and uh gets emotional guys you're legends We will see you Monday. Don't be late. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you.